Several Decembers ago, after visiting my parents, I stopped to get something to eat before heading to the last Advent penance service before Christmas. I've told this story before. It's worth telling again. By that last service, I was pretty wiped out, combined with my duties as well as my uh, fair share of appointments with sad souls during the holiday season. It's a difficult time for those, for example, who are grieving or depressed. I was tired, but it was a good tired, a sense of accomplishment that I've helped people in the vineyard of our Lord. I did the Burger King fine dining drive through that day, and as I waited, I was really being efficient. I was really proud of myself. I made a few phone calls as I waited to order. When I stopped at the window to pick up my food, I returned some emails and text messages. And then I waited and waited and waited at the window. What's going on in there, I thought to myself. Finally, a teenager employee came to the window. I was expecting an apology after my long wait. Fast food my foot, I said to myself as I rolled my eyes indignantly. As he opened the window, he said, "Uh, can I help you, sir? And I said with kind of an annoying tone, yes, my food, to which he had this incredulous laugh and said, dude, it's sitting beside you on the seat. In other words, I, I, I kept saying, how did that happen? I wanted to hide under the seat, and then I lied. Yes, that's right, your pastor lied at the Burger King drive-thru. I said, just to save face, I know that. I was waiting for salt and ketchup. I broke out in a sweat as I waited for my condiments and then sped off, wondering how I actually forgot in such a short time that I took a bag of food and put it on the seat beside me. You've got to slow down, I kept saying to myself over and over. We forget about a lot of things today, even the most important things, perhaps because the world in which we live is very distracting and demanding. Rarely do we go to work and we get to work through a problem or make an important statement before our phones beep or ring, fracturing our attention. The supernatural will of God is often forgotten in the hustle and bustle of our daily lives. People of Jesus' day had a way to keep God front and center in their lives. That is, every day they prayed the Shema prayer in the morning and the evening, as many Jews still do today. Jesus himself prayed the Shema from a young age as well, which goes, Hear, O Lord, hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Therefore you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. We just heard it in our gospel today. In the book of Deuteronomy, the prayer continues, Take to heart these words which I enjoin on you today. Drill them into your children. Speak of them at home and abroad, whether you are busy or at rest. Bind them at your wrist as a sign, and let them be a pendant on your forehead. For for this reason, the scripture passage, these words, are at the heart of Judaism's profession of faith. And for this reason, Orthodox Jews take this invocation very seriously. They have the words of Shema written on little scrolls of parchment that are rolled up and put into little boxes. And these boxes are then attached to the phylacteries that Jewish men wear on their left wrists. The parchment scroll with the Shema prayer is also placed in a small container called a mezuzah, which is hung on Jewish families' doorposts, so they can touch it 
and say the prayer as they leave the house, promising to put God first, and to do the same when they come home. And they do all these things so that Jewish people will never forget the first commandment, which is putting God first in our lives. Jewish men also place the phylactery on their foreheads when they pray under a prayer shawl as a sign that their minds should be full of the love of God. They place them on their hands as a reminder that their actions should be full of love. And they place them on their doorposts as a reminder to them and their families that all of their social life and interactions with others should be directed toward the commandment that God is first. The Shema reminds us that we must never, ever forget God in our daily lives. In our modern and secular world, these Jewish customs are a beautiful reminder not only that we should love God with all our hearts, soul, strength, and mind, but also that God loves us on a level that we can't imagine or fathom. He loves us with all that he is because in Jesus Christ, God gave his only son to die on the cross for us. In response to this unbelievable expression of divine love, Jesus attached the reminder that we must love our neighbor in much the same way, as much as we love ourselves. So love God first and love others. We can't begin to grasp how earth-shattering the events of our gospel were for simple people. For there were over 600 laws that Jewish people kept, and to reduce them to two was an amazing feat that also allowed the little people that were not educated in those 600 laws to have a chance to be considered holy. Love God and love others. It's that simple. And interestingly, when the scribe affirms Jesus' words, Jesus makes an extraordinary statement. That is, you are not far from the kingdom of God. That's a statement were spoken to me. I might surmise that my days were numbered in life, that soon I would be entering into heaven. But is that what Jesus is saying in our gospel today? No, hardly. He is describing what heaven is like. It's full of people who love God and others. It's full of virtuous people who made the effort to be aware of the pain of their neighbors and their sufferings, of their friends, and sought to soothe it. Heaven is populated by souls who made the decision to uphold human dignity and to live sacrificially for the good of others. So in a very real sense, when we live out the gospel, then heaven begins here and now. We can catch a glimpse of it. We celebrate those who have done so on All Saints Day who wouldn't agree that the saints open a portal to heaven while still on earth. Of course, the ultimate expression of the Shema is the Mass that we are celebrating today, that we recall just how much God loves us, because the Mass is a a representation of the crucifixion. We must never forget the unconditional love of God. In the Mass, we celebrate our belief of the God of the universe and remember how Jesus loved his neighbors by his crucifixion. The Eucharist, just like the Shema, reminds us that we should never forget. And by remembering, we will love God and our neighbor as a foretaste of the kingdom of heaven. So let us pray that we will always be mindful of that gift 
Even when things are trying and difficult, we are loved. And God is cheering us on so that we will be with him in this life and also with him in the next.